Welcome to the Excellence in Enterprise podcast, where I reach out to people I do not know, engage with friends, all for the purpose of learning about them, learning about what they care about, why they care about what they're doing, what they're engaged with from across multiple different industries and multiple different vantage points and viewpoints, all for the purpose of increasing my personal knowledge and kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to my work, my professional career. I want to draw from those sources and I thought you might be interested in hearing as well. So I hope you will join me on this journey. You can find me on YouTube, on Spotify, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'd love to engage with you. And I hope you enjoy this podcast interview um, engagement journey with me. Welcome to the first episode of the Excellence in Enterprise podcast. This is something that I've been wanting to be doing for, wanted to do for a while. And the kind of main reason or the original idea was based in my desire to have a reason or uh, maybe better put a, a platform behind which I could reach out to people that I was interested in talking to, people I was interested in having conversations with, and uh, talk to them, learn from them. I like asking questions. I like interacting with interesting people. And uh, so I kind of wanted to, that was the basis for this idea that I've had for a while. And then as I thought it over and obviously listened to lots of different podcasts, I thought, hey, that's maybe something I can do. So it became one of my goals for 2021 was to start this podcast. I want to record 26 episodes this year. So every other week, uh, I will be uploading a, a, an episode. And each one will be an interview with uh, someone that I know, someone that I've reached out to, someone that's doing something I don't know much about or something that I'm interested in, and we'll kind of see how it goes. My goal in the podcast, aside from kind of the personal side of things, is one, I want to be a platform or a communication tool for professionals, young and old, probably more focused on younger, just because that's certainly where I'm coming from. And, but for the, with the, the, the purpose being to be in, encouraging and I, I guess a, a beacon of, of hope and, and knowledge for professionals who care about what they're doing. I think a lot of people who care deeply about what they're doing often feel like there's no one, that they're kind of alone and um, that they people don't understand them or aren't going through the same things that they are, can't relate. And while I think that's can be definitely true, that doesn't mean that other people aren't going through their own version or form of what you're going through. So that was uh, something that was on my heart and mind. And then second, the second goal is to encourage all of us to think outside of our industry relative to what we can learn and who we can engage with. And so I want real estate professionals to learn from branding and marketing professionals and to learn from um, artists, to learn from Esports, right? The, the 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 items that make one excellent at one thing might be useful in being applied to something else. And so I want people to think outside the box, and I think that will make us all better uh, better listeners, better thinkers, better communicators, because we will be exposed to that much more. So that's kind of the purpose. Uh, you are 
finding me in, uh, well, actually, before I get to that, a couple examples of different industries that I've already reached out to or that are on my list to reach out to include um, real estate professionals, marketing and design branding professionals, um, esports professionals, elements and, and, and aspects around esports. That's Esports is like an easy all-encapsulating thing, but there are some specific components to it that I'm very, very interested in. Uh, I think it's, well, I don't think it will be huge, uh, regardless of what I think, over the next you know five to ten years in particular. Uh, it's gonna the industry is gonna blow up in a huge, huge way, and so that'll be interesting to see it develop and see what people who are being real um, startup entrepreneurs in that kind of environment really paving the way. Uh, that'll be exciting to follow. And then also uh, artists, um, artists, whether it's painting, whether it's macrame, which I know nothing about, but, you know, like, for instance, I follow a few accounts that of artists um, that I love what they're doing with their branding, with their design, with their community and all that sort of thing. So a little bit about me, uh, I do have a YouTube video up, uh, which has a little bit more of background that uh, a little more in depth background that you can go check out if you want um, on this same uh, well, yeah, on the same on YouTube. So I'm good. My plan is to upload, record these uh, different interviews via Zoom. Hopefully, I might change the platform over time as I get more and more uh, connected <laughs> with the tech space and what does and doesn't work best. But record the video and the audio separately so that I can upload the video and audio to YouTube as a video, and then also put it on, host it, and then put it on you know, so Spotify, Apple podcasts, things like that. So that's, that's the goal. But anyway, I am currently, well, in two months, I will be 27. <laughs> I don't want to get that wrong. <laughs> uh, I'll be 27 and I'm currently a director of facilities and operations at a global technology company. And so my responsibilities revolve around uh, real estate, um, our real estate portfolio around office management, and then kind of daily business operations management and organization. So that includes things like culture. Um, it includes things like team management and needs and providing what people do and don't need for aspects of what they're doing on a daily business. So that include in terms uh, relative to their daily business, which includes, you know, um, amenities, cleaning, uh, HVAC, engineering, like all that kind of stuff. And then I also am kind of, well, not kind of, I am uh, the project manager for any kind of renovations, um, capital expenditure projects and things like that. And then on the side, I have a candle company called Chosen Candle, which you can see a list of different smells, tastes, and whatnot, <laughs> different versions over here behind me that I have to work through. And uh, that's been really exciting. Um, I'm certainly interested in um, continuing that journey. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Chosen Candle. Um, you can find all my information and whatnot down below in the description. And I am then starting this podcast, I my goal is to be writing an article of 500 to a thousand ish words each week on top of that and uh, trying to see where all these different things take me. So getting into a, a, a the introductory component uh, to this episode, what I did is I reached out to family and friends on my Instagram, actually, and I just and I texted a few of them. But asking if you wanted to know something about me, um, what, or if you had wanted to know something about me, what would it have been? 
uh, when you were first meeting me, you're first getting to know me, that sort of thing. So these aren't in any particular order. At least I don't think I put them in any particular order. And I just figured I would read the question and then work through them. And I have them on my little e-ink pad. <laughs> uh, for those curious what I use to take notes, I use uh, the Remarkable uh, version 2 uh, e-ink pad. So anyway, getting into it. First question here, what or who pushed you to be diligent, hardworking, and, and, and be the best you can be? So I think in a lot of ways, this probably is and or was connected to my father in particular. He, he, well, he and my mother, they both um, celebrated my personality, which is more of an A plus driver personality, uh, very intense personality, uh, hopefully positive um, and goofy at times too. But uh, I think very strong A plus type personality. And I think that they encouraged me to dig into the components of my personality that connect with being hardworking, connect with being a driver. And then they also consistently throughout my childhood encouraged me to kind of quote unquote, figure things out. I heard that a lot <laughs> as a child. And I think it set up my brain in combination with my personality and their love uh, for me uh, in a good environment to uh, to think differently and to think boldly about the ideas and desires that I had relative to, you know, when it came to being diligent or following through on something I was interested in or wanted to have fun with, um, to be hardworking um, and be the best I can be, which is not to say that, you know, I want to be, I am or can or should become anything um, epic or amazing or incredible. It's more about what is best suited for my personality and the kind of person I want to be and what I want to do with my life, regardless of, and I think that's applicable to anyone. Um, so another question was, what is your biggest distraction and how often do you goof into it? What do you do to avoid it? So my biggest distraction is probably all the different ideas and concepts and things I'm interested in. And so I can easily spend too much time, even if it's just watching a show. Sometimes I get into watching a TV show and I just want to binge the crap out of it and then be done with it, even if it takes me two days instead of dragging out over time. Uh, but even just individual topics, you know, I get inter interested in something and I'll, I'll go spend hours on YouTube, skipping through, watching different components, learning about it. And so I would say that's my biggest distraction. And I have lots of ideas. You know, I named a few of the different ventures that I'm engaging in. And I would say that while they're good things in that my brain is active and curious, they can be very bad things because they can distract me from following through, being diligent on the things that I should be diligent on. So the, uh, the as far as how often, I find that I go through kind of slumps. So there'll be a time where I'm being really on point with things and it'll last a week or two or three. And then I'll go through a week or two where I'm sitting outside reading books instead of, you know, working on recording a podcast episode, <laughs> or I am spending time researching something related to esports instead of, you know, 
sending a, I don't know, work-related email or whatever it is. Uh, work from home is kind of a different environment because some emails I can do during the day and other ones that I can do during the evening. And so staying on track, um, it's easy sometimes to get distracted. I don't know that getting distracted in and of itself is a bad thing in that kind of environment because of the time constraints are different, but either way, just using it as an example. And what do I do to avoid it? So I try and remind myself why, um, why I'm doing everything that I want to do. And for me, like it boils down to like the super simple, I want to help people. Um, but fleshing that out a little bit, I want to be in a position where I can help people regardless of the cost or regardless of the situation. And I believe that a lot, uh, most components of that are going to be associated with having money, having capital. And if I'm not working and building towards that, then I am taking away from, uh, from other people and the people I want to help. Even my chosen candle company is a great example. That's something that is on my heart, something I'm willing and want to sacrifice for because we have a mission that where we want to give back a certain percentage each year of our profits to um, anti-human trafficking efforts. And like, that's something that's been on my heart and mind for a long, 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 long time. And if I'm not making sales, if I'm not in the kitchen <laughs> making candles, literally pouring candles, then those are profits. Those are that, that is Those are dollars that I can't give away because I don't have them. And so that's what I used to try and avoid it. What frustrates you the most in colleagues on the job and how do you overcome that frustration and find the win? So what frustrates me most? For me, what frustrates me most is micromanaging, um, specifically relative to myself, but even just when I see it around, uh, around the company, and this is not particularly applying to the current company I work for. I've worked for a few companies <laughs> and, um, I think there's been elements in a lot of them where this has been true. And it frustrates me because it's not building the team up. It's not making the team better. It's making the team serve you on your own terms and in your own way. And it doesn't leave room for creativity. It doesn't make space for people to feel um, happy or comfortable. People tend to be on edge because they're concerned about the next move that you're going to make, the next change, the next decision, the next uh, issue you're going to raise. And I think that that is counterintuitive to productivity. And um, I also just don't think it's treating human beings in a way that is helpful or good for them. Um, and, and vicariously, or I guess directly, you know, for the company. So how do I overcome the frustration? Sometimes you gotta let it out. I have a couple of good friends where I've called, you know, in the past or whatever, when I've been feeling frustrated, I'll call and vent a little bit and vice versa. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, we try and deal with that with, with humor as opposed to like just hating it and hating life. Um, so we try and add a lot of humor, which we've gotten very good at <laughs> over the years. Uh, but, and then finding the win. So finding the win, it depends on the personality of the person doing the micromanaging. There are components to it where if they're micromanaging about a certain aspect, you can predict and preempt what they are going to bring up, what they're going to, how they're going to attack it, how they're going to approach the table on the, whatever you have in subject or project it is. And the number one thing that I found is being as prepared as you can on your end. 
And if you don't know the answer, then be prepared to communicate how you're going to go about getting the answer. Be prepared about where you're going to go to get the answer. Uh, if there's you know questions being raised that you don't know the answer to. And do your best to be positive because people who micromanage, who run into negative people are immediately going to dislike those negative people and dislike um, working with them. And you will feel the consequences of that. Not necessarily like you're going to get fired or fine or anything crazy but necessarily, um, but it definitely doesn't help build the bridge forward. And usually people who are micromanaging, when you're on top of things, it might take two months, it might take six months, it might take 18 months. Usually they will determine and figure out where you have strengths and they will learn to appreciate you if you are always on top of your game. That's not all the time. It's, you know, that's a best of an imperfect situation, but that is, I have found that to be true with um, different managers and different people I've worked with. How much of your success do you attribute to your personality and what are some ways you've been, uh, ooh, that you've been found to adapt? I think a lot of, well, I think a lot of my success has to do with my personality a lot, probably 80% of it. <laughs> um, but there's components to that. So first of all, I think that my personality responded really well to how my parents raised me and the environment that I was raised in. There was a lot going on in our family when I was raised. I'm the oldest of eight kids. And one of my sisters is severely handicapped and my grandparents were living with us. My Towards the end, my grandma ended up having Alzheimer's. My grandpa, I mean, the reason they were living with us because my grandpa for, I think it was like 17, 18, 19 years, something like that had been having heart failure and uh, he had been in for multiple surgeries. We said goodbye multiple times, like that sort of thing. And we were part of a, a, a church group where there was, I mean, lots going on, lots of figuring out how to make it work. Um, there were a lot of elements to that and a lot of elements to my childhood. And so, but anyway, I think my personality responded overly or generally speaking well to that. Second is how my personality responds to pain and pressure. So I love pressure. Um, generally speaking, I thrive under pressure. I like when there's 10,000 things going on. I love it. Um, but kind of second or, or pair alongside that is the issue or not issue, but the, the, the situation of running into pain. I think everyone's been hurt. Everyone has pain. So I'm not revealing anything special here uh, about myself, but when I have run into pain, I tend to, my response is to kind of to lock down and push out my emotions or lock down my emotions and kind of push out external factors uh, or emotional external factors and just grind. And so, especially in college, there were definitely situations where I was running into that. And my response was to work a minimum of 20 hours a week on top of 17, 18, 20, whatever it was, uh, 20 credit loads. Uh, and I mean, there were plenty of times, my average was probably around 30 hours a week. And there were a few weeks where I, you know, I worked 40 or more. And so I think that that was helpful relative to being successful because it, you know, accelerated the path that I might not otherwise have been on. Uh, I was working full time uh, my junior year of my, yeah, I was working full time by the time I was starting my senior year, I believe. Um, like my senior year, I think I only had like one or two classes left. And so I think that, that, you know, I, I think that put me in a position to be successful. Um, and, and then 
people were able to hire me based on my experience and things like that as a result. So I think that had a major factor um, across the board. In terms of adaption, I would say the number one way that I've needed uh, to learn how to adapt is in knowing my enemy, <laughs> which is probably why I say it all the time to my friends and my family, know thy enemy, because I was not careful with how I spoke for a long time. I came across across as harsh often. Even today, the intensity of my personality can come across as um, off-putting to people. And I've had to learn, and I'm still learning and still trying to figure out how best to, 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 to work it out. But I've had to learn how to speak more intelligently uh, relative to the person or the circumstances that I am interacting with. And so I would say that's one of the major ways my personality or me relative to my personalities had to learn to adapt because my personality is very straightforward, very um, black and white, very much a driver. And that's helpful in many ways, but very unhelpful in plenty of other ways. And so, yeah, that's what I would say in terms of adaption. What is the first thing you want people to realize about you when you are starting a project with someone you have never worked with before? Hmm. I think it's that, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming this is not just a regular work project, but a work project I've chosen and wanted to do, et cetera. And I would say it's probably that I care. <laughs> and because I don't think that's always something that comes that people recognize right away. It's like, I actually do care about the project and I do care about them and I care about their ideas and my aggressive interaction with the project and interaction with the ideas and with them is more of one of excitement and interest rather than one of a domineering attitude. And I think that it can come across that way often. So that's what I would say is that I, I would want people to realize that I do have a heart and then that's actually where a lot of my positions, thoughts, feelings, expressions, you know, actions, words are, that's what's where it's coming from. So that's what I would say. All right. A couple more here. How do you stay motivated and disciplined when A, you don't feel like it, B, in crazy times we are living? This was submitted to me like probably over a year ago. <laughs> crazy, uh, crazy times. C, when you aren't making tangible progress. So how do I uh, stay motivated when I don't feel like it? I try and remind myself, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, I try and remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is that I want to be able to help people. And if I'm not working right now, I will not be in a position to help those people eventually. If today my sister, you know, got in a horrible accident and needed help, right? There's only so much I can actually do. Whereas 10 years from now, 15 years from now, or maybe shorter, who knows, right? What life has for us, you know, I might be in a I plan, Lord, from my perspective, Lord willing, <laughs> I plan to be in a position where I, um, where I can do a lot more and be in a position to help no matter what. So that's part A. Um, second, in crazy times like we are living, I try, so I try and stack my perspective. First, what can I do on just my daily living life? I can't live freaked out on a daily living, living hourly basis. So first of all, uh, personal responsibility, responsible for a good attitude, responsible, responsible for the work output and what I am, uh, that I'm 
giving on an hourly daily basis and responsible for the input. I don't read a ton of the news. I would check in on headlines here and there, but that's about it. I don't find it productive um, to kind of go down a million rabbit holes. I don't find it productive to read negativity on either side of the aisle or anywhere in the country. I, you know, take it in stride, but I also recognize that um, one of my other favorite quotes, people are stupid. <laughs> and I don't expect that to be different, uh, any different today than it was, you know, a thousand years ago. And, you know, I don't believe there's anything new under the sun. And so I try and take it in stride. And then finally, I try and recognize that I am inputting in other people's lives and I want that input to be positive. I, I, I truly do want to be the encouraging yes man in people's lives and hopefully balanced with, with wisdom, but I want to be a positive, happy person. And so I try and orient my life around that. And it doesn't mean I don't have slumps. Even yesterday and the day before, I, my heart was heavy with kind of everything going on and lots of other different personal thoughts and things like that. And, you know, I, I allowed that to process, um, but I tried to process it in such a way where I was like, hey, this is a good emotion. You know, hey, be positive about this perspective, things like that. And then when I'm not making tangible progress, so here's the thing, you are, I believe we are all making tangible progress 24 seven, every second of the day, every moment is progress and it's either up or it's either down. Now you can't live your life in control of every single component of every moment, moment and that, that can be overwhelming and it's also just impractical, but that does not mean that progress isn't happening. And so when I feel like I'm not making tangible progress, I try and fill my time up with things that are uh, progressive. <laughs> uh, so the other day, a while back this summer, actually, I had a lot of extra free time on my hands because I didn't have to commute or anything like that for work. And, and so I was spending a lot of time sitting out on my balcony, smoking cigars. And, uh, you know, I could have been watching shows and I was like, no, instead of watching a show today, I'm going to read my book. I'm going to read my book. I'm going to read my book. And I was reading a Winston Churchill biography. This is about 3000 pages long. And so, you know, I almost completed it by the end of the year, but I try and when I'm not making tangible progress, I try and make sure that the moments in my life that I am filling my time with or the, the aspects of the moments in which I'm living are, are, are connected to things that are helping and are forming um, how I think, forming how I feel. And so for me, oftentimes that's reading a substantive good book. Um, that is sometimes I need to go and listen to a motivational YouTube video. Sometimes it's a conversation with a friend or my father or someone in my family. So that's kind of how I see it processing and how I see myself engaging with it when I don't feel like I'm making tangible progress. Because I also, I do believe that um, we're always moving forward in our journey. And so there's no such thing as intangible progress. Well, there's such a thing as intangible progress. There's no such thing as not making progress. And you have to have faith in that and you have to believe that and you have to be encouraged by that. All right. Last question. I would like to know what your brainstorming process is for all of your ideas. Do you get a lot of inspiration from other people or creators, or can you come up with that, them yourself? I love this question because it's one that I have to spend a lot of time mulling over, practicing, working on and refining. So there are a few different aspects to how I get ideas. First of all, probably one of the primary ones is when I'm gonna take a drink of water here real quick. 
So one of them is watching TV shows. And for me, it has to do with how I engage with the world. My brain gets inside. Well, I don't this. I'm, I'm not explaining it very scientifically, obviously, but my my brain gets inside of of where the characters are coming from and gets inside how they're thinking. And so I am predicting how they're thinking. I, and sometimes I get it right. And those are really great moments, but I am trying to understand how they think, why they think what they think um, often before they are. And, and so I really get engrossed in it. And I then, when I'm engaging with it on that level, it often actually speaks to me in my heart and my mind. And I connect those thoughts to something going on in my life. So uh, for instance, I was watching Suits um, earlier last year. Rewatching, I've I've seen it multiple times, but and uh, but I, I came across one of the scenes and it was talking about leadership and it gave me a thought relative to leadership that I you know I wrote down, took a note of, and it was thinking about teamwork and how to build a team and things like that. So that's probably the number one way. Um, number two is engaging with creators. And typically what that looks like is on YouTube or Instagram, I will follow and subscribe to, et cetera, a, a content creator, whatever form that may or may not be in, or, or whatever that may or may not be for this particular person, influencer, et cetera. And I watch and engage until I have a sense of what they're doing, the pattern that they're operating on, and uh, kind of have an understanding of where they're coming from. And depending on who it is, that can take a week, that can take, you know, a few months, or it can take a year or two. And once I have that, it uh, the, that feeds into my perspective on what they do, on the industry that they're in, on how they think about industries that they talk about that maybe they're not in, but they're interest, interested in. For instance, YouTubers will talk about investing or talk about Tesla or things like that. And so I engage with thought creation through that medium as a way of understanding where other people are coming from. And then I think about it relative to how they're thinking about it and then relative to how I think about it. And then finally, you know, I, I will have ideas um, reading books um, similar to how I have them with shows. It'll, you know, I'll read a sentence and it'll um, connect in my brain with something that I've been thinking about in my daily life. The way my brain kind of works is it processes, it processes like a, the way I like to describe it is it processes like a matrix <laughs> and where everything is in its own little box, but they're all connected in different ways. And so I can be watching a show, you know, I can watch an episode of Suits and it'll connect to something that I, a quote that I read three weeks beforehand, or it'll connect to how a YouTuber was talking about, you know, whatever's going on in the episode, or it'll connect to something I'm experiencing in daily life. And that's kind of how I, my brain works. It's like always connecting dots, usually subconsciously. And then, um, you know, they'll kind of come to the forefront and usually, and then when I have an idea, like a particular idea, like chosen candle or something, It'll go through an evolution for six months, eight months, a year or more. I have ideas that kind of sit around in the the hopper in my brain. Um, a hopper is like something that polishes rocks, for instance, um, or like pops popcorn. <laughs> uh, but it, I have ideas that have been in my head for 
five or six years and they just kind of rotate around, bop around in there. And then they connect with different ideas that I have or different circumstances that I run into or different um, factoids that I read. And I kind of then, as it builds into a more and more solid concept, I then will start having conversations with them about with particular people on different components of how I think or what I think and based on how they think and kind of continue to form it and build it. And eventually I'll spit it out. Usually I sit on things for a really long time and that can put a lot of people at a disadvantage when they're talking to me because you know, especially when I bring up something that I have thought of as an idea for us to work on or us to do together or whatever, because it's usually something I've thought about for a long, long, long time. And often they still need time to process. It's a new concept for them. And so I have to, you know, kind of manage their personalities or manage my interaction with their personalities and do a good job of not being overly you know, too much pressure around it, you know, not being overly engaged, overly um, crazy about it, uh, because I recognize people need time to process. And sometimes I'll only bring up half of the idea because they need to get used to it. And then I'll say, hey, I also had these other ideas after they've been used to it for, you know, a little while or whatever. So that's kind of the, the, the thought process situation, idea creation and how it works. So, so yeah. That is going to bring this first episode to an end. My plan for future episodes, I'm actually recording my first uh, interview podcast uh, tomorrow. I'm super excited about it. And essentially my plan is for them to be around 40, 45 minutes long or so, nothing too crazy. And then I want, um, I want to continue that with with different people. I hopefully you guys are excited about the different guests that I have lined up. I have at least four, I believe, lined up right now, and and a, a list of others that I'm excited to reach out to. They won't always be about um, the individual, and and in, in that they won't always be biographical or narrative relative to what the person is doing or what they're working on. I have a couple podcasts in mind um, that are kind of around some ideas that one of my one of my best friends and I have been talking about in terms of um, professional mentality and excellence mentality and things like that. So they won't always be interviews, so to speak. They'll um, be topical um, as well at times. So anyway, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. It'll be a good challenge for me. Um, we'll see how things go. And Fingers crossed everything recorded uh, well on this <laughs> on this episode, and I will catch you in a couple weeks. In the meantime, you can subscribe to my YouTube. I will be uploading on the off weeks of the podcast, I will be uploading um, different videos on different topics and things that I decide on throughout the week. And then you can follow me on Medium and on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter. Feel free to reach out if you're ever interested in something, have a question, or uh, want to volunteer something. I uh, do. I, I love talking about different subjects. I love engaging with different um, and new opportunities, and I'm interested in business stuff and things like that. So if I can ever help you in any way, please reach out. I usually am a pretty good sounding board and um, try and ask helpful questions to help you think about it. And my goal with that is to to uh, transition it into consulting, but hey, it's all free right now. So feel free to reach out anytime. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your week.